This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Here we go now. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. You can the show via the Absolute Radio website. I am still after um, terms and conditions voiceover work <laughs> on the adverts. Yeah, I, don't mind, I don't mind having actors and that doing the bits. I'll just come in for the absolutely razor-sharp stuff at the end. Yeah. Oh, it's a great job. You can one... Oh, doing the T's and C's? Yeah, one breath... Mm-hmm. 300 quid. <laughs> Not bad. You priced like it up already. Yeah, he's decided <laughs> no. how long the price. I'm just guessing the sort of thing. Um, I'm going to say, inverted commas, these people get. <laughs> okay. Um, Saturday starts here. That's my new catchphrase. What do you think? I mean, um. Um, on the... On the originality front, it could do some workshopping. Well, I don't know if anyone else says Saturday. They used to say the weekend starts here on, on Ready, Steady, Go. <laughs> but I, th- I know Saturday doesn't literally start at 8 o'clock. Just, mm. uh, for me, my problem is that you've got a good catchphrase there that you can only use it once a week. It's a... Uh, well, that is the, the, that's a good point. And, uh, unless I'm making the point, say, if I'm doing a Wednesday night show, that I am the, the, the ramp... <laughs> The ramp that's going to take people into Saturday, but I mean that would be. Then you're a bit like those sort of articles that say Thursday is the new weekend or whatever. Frank, can oh, I? Oh just... yeah, that's brown is the new black. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, do you, me- <laughs> do you know? Wreaked they... havoc in the snooker world. Oh, I it can't did. tell you what it did to the fashion world. Well, it was a fashion. I yes. I was presenting a fashion award to a very famous um, designer. Nicole Farre. Oh yes, and uh, and all, everyone that night was talking about brown being the new black. Then it was then it was grey. Grey was the new black. Grey is the mm. new black. Yes. I mean that really would have thrown the snooker world. Of, and now uh, it's orange, yeah. obviously. Grey is the new black if it's been left in a <laughs> shop window <laughs> for a long time. Um, good. Frank, we're getting a lot of love for your appearance on. The GN show. Oh, GN, yes. Uh, yeah, the GN show. I haven't, last I haven't night. watched Apparently it. Apparently, you owned it. I owned it. Yes. Is it specifically a lot of love for Frank's appearance? Because I seem to remember last time Frank went on that show, he had lockdown hair and he did yes, not get I, a, love, a lot was, of love for his appearance specifically. I was trending on Twitter for my terrible haircut last time. but um, It's no, very I've, controversial that Frank Skinner owns the Graham Norton yeah, show. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. I say I well, can't. Sarah Bailey says it. I can't be. She's yeah, a cartoonist. Sarah Bailey, I should say, is my PR. <laughs> <laughs> no, she isn't. She's a cartoonist. Oh, really? Lovely. Of what nature? I would describe. They're lovely. Sort of, I'm cartoons. guessing she's a sort of Steve Bell political. Satirist. No, she's a caricaturist. Yeah. Okay. Not a sort of. Uh, not one of the ones you see in court, Frank. The great joy of the Graham Norton to be on the Graham Norton show, plugging a prayer book, is I think a first. I don't, Michelle good. Visage was on. Did she have a prayer book? No. <laughs> um, and the prayer book, I did the thing. When you have a book come out, you'll know this, uh, Emily, and I'm sure you'll know, know it soon. Al, when you do your Northern Sayings anthology. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you start looking at the charts to see if he's doing any good. And I looked at, um, I've, got, I've written this thing called The Comedian's Prayer Book, and I looked it up, and it said on it, yeah. there was a thing that said number one bestseller. And I thought, <gasps> oh, you what? And I, I realised it was number one in the Christian poetry <laughs> chart on Amazon. It's not even, it's not even poetry. Um, but the, I thought that I don't want to be classified as who's going to read Christian poetry. Christian poetry is, a, is an example, in my opinion, of two good things combined to make a very bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can do that, like leather trousers. Two good things. It can work the other way. Two bad things used to make a good thing. Reality television. Yeah. 
If anyone can think of any examples of these when two good things are put together to make a bad thing, I'd love to hear them, 8, 12, 15. <laughs> but um, the, can I just tell you this? Um, the great thing, I didn't want to be number one in the Christian poetry chart, to be honest. Why but, not? you know, oh, I'll tell you what I can okay. get. Well, I'm there's no poetry. one in dog care, can I say? <laughs> there's no poetry, is it? Well, there you go. But the thing was, I was three places above Dante's Divine Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Result. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Any road up. So um, you, oh, so sorry. You were talking about... Uh, Prebook. Yeah, I've, I've done... I've done I've, I'm not going to ram it down people's throats. I've well, set my piece. I will. It's a comedian's prayer book, Frank Skinner, and I am downloading it right now. Oh, you, are you? I always order Frank's items. You're, it's you, is it? <laughs> it comes up if you like this. Yeah, you're well, like I t- this. I told you I was then... on my Kindle top top picks for you, and it was my autobiography. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, four stars. Yeah. Oh, not so great. Why don't you just punch me in the stomach, Kindle? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think when you meet someone called Aaron that their family, their parents, never really went the extra mile, did they? Page one in the, the names book. I Come always on. assume that they were big Elvis fans. The oh, because oh. of the middle. Do you know um, he had a twin who, who died um, at birth called Jesse Garen. Oh, yeah. So it would have been did. Elvis Aaron and Jesse Garen. I think when I meet people called AAA, I think that as well. AAA, what is that? <laughs> That's just oh. the first. That's like, you know, when you get a cab company. Oh, yeah. That was always, I remember, they call themselves AAA cabs, obviously, in order to be uh-huh. found. Oh, that thing, yeah. Aardvark publishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I might have made that up. If you're, if you're just about to open a publishing company, you can have that. <laughs> Frank, people are very excited you got into the red chair. Yes, I was a bit... I had to sign a form to say that if I had any sort of spinal or injury, that it was basically my fault and nothing to do with Graham Norton Esquire. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, David Parker has said, uh, on seeing him in the red chair on the Graham Norton show, I immediately had an image of Heston Blumenthal in my mind. Oh, yes, Heston Blumenthal jumped on my back and uh, did a bit of damage. Can you give some context? What a party that was on telly. It's all... (laughs) (laughs) I wonder... These things can end up in the Daily Mail. What was the name of that person who asked about that? That person was called David Parker. I wonder, because of his interest in the chair element, if he's part of the Parker Knoll... Empire. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I'd like to admit that. I mean, I know a Parker Knoll, it might sound a bit old fashioned, but when you sit in a Parker Knoll, I used to do a regular gig at Cheltenham Town Hall, and it's called Pillar Talk, because there's oh, yeah. pillars in there. <laughs> and they had a Parker Knoll in the dressing room, and it was like my chair, because I was the compet. Oh, man. I like feet up. I like the idea of Parker and Noel having a terrible feud and falling out yeah. somehow. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about either Parker or Noel. I mean, it could be a bl- an American actress called Parker Noel. I suspect Noel felt some, some sort of simmering resentment that Parker always came first. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because really, if they'd gone alphabetical, it should have been <laughs> Noel Parker. You're but right. Noel Parker does sound like one... Person. What if you're going to get sent a nice chair after all this love that you're giving Parker? I don't have got room for it. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> so we don't want chairs, no, OK? Thank, we thank don't you. want products. Thanks, Parker, and thanks, Noel. <laughs> but um, um, they're lovely chairs, but um, you give them to the poor if you yeah. want to give them more. We're not interested. Yeah, come on, you could give them to the... Not the homeless, they only be carrying a Parker Noel around. But you could give it to some sort of uh, centre. <laughs> Oh, help me out of this, will you? <laughs> Hopefully my voice will completely go soon. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is from... I just want to share this with you from the sunny Lake District 223. OK. Morning, folks. I found myself wondering on the morning of the 1st of April what Frank was doing. Did he carry out any of his pranks this year? She hasn't put pranks in speech marks I'm glad to say but I would have lots of love from the sunny lake district well I've stopped doing um, April Fool 
pranks because I don't know if you remember, but one, oh, I remember two years ago I came downstairs mm-hmm. on the phone <laughs> and told my son that the school was on fire oh. as an April Fool joke, and he started crying. And I thought, oh, I've misjudged this. And I said, there's no one in it, everyone's safe. And he said, no, it's not that. He said, I wanted to do the April Fool joke. <laughs> oh. And I thought, you know what? We've reached that point of the ultimate parental sacrifice where I become the straight man. So since then, I go down and... Um, and Buzz does it, does he? Buzz does it. You get pranked. But well, I this hope year... the apple falls far from the tree because I seem to remember your material included help everyone, the toilet's broken, April Fool. Well, it's funny you should <laughs> yeah. say that because <laughs> Buzz this year... I, I actually talked about this on the Graham Norton show last night, but nevertheless, Buzz said to me, oh, God, there's a leak in the toilet. <laughs> And I thought it was just going to be, I'd go in and there wasn't a leak, but he'd actually put a leak (laughs) (laughs) on top of the toilet. Oh, that's good. Uh, It was. I was really impressed by it. And um, See, it's a proper joke, Frank. Yeah, it is. It's a proper joke. And I'll tell you what, we we brought it back in and Kath put it to one side and I knew that I'd be eating the leak that had been on the toilet and she wouldn't. But yes... Okay. Um, but we- Mike, can I just say, if you didn't see Graham Norton, what most of the comedy, I don't think they might not even put that bit in, but um, most of the comedy came from the fact that my, my toilet is um, it's, it's mid repair. Mm. So the walls are plastered but not painted at the moment. And it looked mm. terrible. <laughs> and uh, as you can imagine, that was picked up. And I explained that we actually lived in 1970s <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> Which is what it looked like, but um, we will we will mend it. We've also had a missive in from seven six one, who has some information about Parker Knoll. Oh, good. Knoll was a fighter pilot who got sick of being in uncomfortable seats. Well, that, I mean. <laughs> If you said to someone, what are the cons of being a fighter <laughs> pilot? <laughs> yeah. Well, like the furniture, yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, it's really... I've, I've put one of those beaded seat covers on the back. Do you think Noel would say, how's work been? Do you know, it's so stressful. Yeah, it's, I, just, it's just the pressure no, on my back. There's no footrest. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow, that is... Br- and, and what was Parker's motivation, I wonder? <laughs> well, presumably. I mean, Profit. as the chauffeur to Lady Penelope, he well, also exactly. would have endured back problems. Yeah. Are you quite comfortable, <laughs> me lady? <laughs> yes, Parker, but Noll has been complaining about the cockpit again. I'll try and <laughs> amalgamate with him to see if that problem can be solved, me lady. And thus... Parker Dahl was born, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. By the way, if you're, if I sound a bit croaky this morning, I think I may have what's known as a summer cold. Oh. Summer cold <laughs> makes me feel fine. Come on, everybody. You'd think it would stifle your singing, wouldn't you? It would, yeah. Actually, it blows. Where does it blow down? Is it the back roads of your mind? I believe so. Wow, the back... What what blows down the A roads of one's mind? I don't want anyone going down the back roads of my mind, thank (laughs) you very much. I I tend to stick to the motorway when it comes to... That's a no-entry area. Thank you. I, don't, yeah. I, I like... I, you know, from now on, instead of saying, oh, that's on the tip of my tongue, I'm going to say, <laughs> that's on the hard shoulder of my mind. Oh, what do you think? Lovely. I think it's, it works. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, um, I'm taking um, things for it, and I'll try and get through. Oh, you know, Dr Radio, darling. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. okay. What yeah. else? Well, you asked uh, the, the wider world if, if they could think of two bad things that make a good thing or two good things that make a bad thing. And I can't remember the EGs that you gave out. Can we now. say the wider world, that was not an example of fat shaming. He means people. <laughs> no, not this time. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh, well, Derek has suggested salted caramel. It's just wrong. <laughs> Uh, Otherwise, yes. Two good things that make one bad thing. People get angry about salted caramel. I think it might be the new pineapple on pizza. The first time um, 
I had salted caramel. Um, I was given it on the recommendation that um, it was Barack Obama's favourite sweet. Oh. Was it? Yeah, apparently. But I, I don't mind it, actually. I, I like Me neither. I like a bit of salt on everything. I don't mind it, but the salted caramel, I mean, it's too much now. I don't want it Is everywhere. It? Yeah, it's, it's all over the shop. Crisps, you can get salted caramel Sometimes, crisps. yeah, exactly. What's wrong with a nice bit of... Oh, that sounds silly. No, I don't think you can, actually. I made that up. I think I was <laughs> thinking glad. of KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to get some. Seven, six, I, seven, I really six, want to try. Uh, Don't send me any, but I can afford them. But I'm going to. I've got it. KFC crisp. My two favourite. That's an example of two good things put together to make. I mean, it might be horrible, but I'm guessing it'll be fantastic. KFC yes. crisps. Is that a thing? That's yeah, now Gary. Available? That's Gary Lineker's new campaign. For goodness' sake. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, and at the, he does a brilliant thing at the end. Is that he is steps? Is doing KFC? He steps. Um, he steps into this like the colonel, the colonel's mm-hmm. head and shoulders. His torso is in this thing, and Gary Lineker lines up, and he becomes the ah. face of Harlan Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he looks just like him now. Oh, chicken man! No, but it's really, it's really. Remember, I went to his grave in Louisville, Kentucky. You did, yeah. He's bur- buried in five pieces. <laughs> God. <laughs> You know, many years ago, I was uh, flying to Grenada. And the only thing I knew about Grenada, I mean, really the only thing I knew, I was only going there because an estate agent said, why don't you go there? Was that Brendan Batson, the uh, former West Brom fullback, was from there. That was all I knew about Grenada. You know, I got to Grenada, we arrived, went into town, went into a bar, and there he was at the bar. And it was the kind of perfect... And I love a chance meeting. And this week, I'd I'd been with Boz out on the Hampstead Heath, and as I walked back, I saw Emily Dean walking (laughs) toward... I mean, London, there's a lot of people live in London. And there was... And she was with this woman who was rocking a sort of Kim Wilde look, <laughs> sort of shades on, and uh, I thought, she's a mysterious ultra-blonde babe. <laughs> <laughs> Blow me if it wasn't the producer, Sarah Bishop. We were together, we were in your locale. But I love meeting people when you accidentally like that. It's well, really exciting. It was so exciting. And you know what happened now? I said, Sarah said, there's Frank. I mean, oh, was that someone's stomach? That was mine, yes. Uh, it's very noisy, isn't it? Sorry. It is. It's, I know. Uh, Congratulations. It's good um, to know that it's operational. Though. We mm. were, Sarah said, there's Frank. And I don't know why I was shocked. I was in your locale, but you always are when you haven't prearranged. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's great. I, look, I said, Frank. And you looked right in my direction. <laughs> Eye to eye contact, and you looked the other way and you walked on. No. No. Well, of course he actually didn't. But Sarah said to me, and I hope she'll forgive me for passing this on, I said, I just, I really thought that Frank was ignoring us for a minute there. And she said, oh, you know what he's like with his sense of direction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I saw you and was able to find the way to you some ten feet away. I didn't recognise Sarah at all. I thought you were seeing some Russian model. Um, <coughs> but... Well, um, that is a cricket bat. No, but yeah. But, um, Emily said to me, have you been for a walk? <laughs> I was carrying a cricket bat. <laughs> and I said, look, it's, it can be rough around here. Mm-hmm. But I don't just take a cricket bat as a, as a tool... <laughs> To protect me whilst walking. It was good. Though. Kim Wilde, by the way, mm. had a single called uh, Shane. Do you remember that? Oh. Did she? I like to think that she wrote a second, a follow-up to it, which was never <laughs> released. <laughs> That's an in-joke for our regular readers. Yeah. You know, look after the locals and they'll look after you. That's what <laughs> they reckon. Did we get any Parker Knoll news? 
Uh, no, we haven't had Parker Knoll updates since okay. the Parker Oh, no, we've Noll done Parker Knoll. Yeah, of course, we found them. We never found out about Parker. I don't like Parker's mysterious sleeping partner status. Yes, any information have, on it's Parker? It's all Knoll, Knoll, Knoll. <laughs> yes. Um, 989 has sent us a fine example, I think, of two good things that make a bad thing. Uh, morning all, two good things that make a bad thing. Slipper socks. Two very good things, but when brought together on a hard floor, they can cause a cracked coccyx. Can, well, which... but they, surely they have those plastic dimples, usually. Maybe not often enough. Yes, um, I would have thought nine, so. Eight, you nine. don't have those. You're playing with... Imagine on a wooden <laughs> stair. Yeah. Insanity. Um, well... I um, I don't I own some slipper socks, but I, I don't I don't put them on off. I don't know where what point between barefoot and sock do you go slipper sock? Mm. Is that when you're staying in all day? I suppose yeah. at the moment there's probably we'll find there's been a slipper sock boom in yeah. recent times. I think I very much associate them with the <coughs> roaring fire, the slipper sock. Do you? Yeah, and the mini break. We've had, uh, just briefly, in a 1980s Judge Dredd story, a man changed his name to Aaron A. Aardvark to be first in the phone book. The next mm. day, the city's regime decided to start executing everyone in alphabetical order. That's oh. from Paul Goff. That's a great story idea, though. It's great. We were Very in no Judge Dredd, do you remember? Us three. Yeah. Yes! That the artist incorporated our names onto three skyscrapers. Mm. Oh, we've lived a life. <laughs> I've got to tell you, we really have. Um, oh, I'm hoping it'll continue. Can I apologise again? Can I, can I say, by the way, on the subject of my voice, that I have done two COVID tests in the last three days. So please don't think that I'm endangering my colleagues coming in and thinking, ah, oh, it's just all it's just a persistent cough and I can't taste it. It'll be fine. It's, I've, I've checked it out. It's OK. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. (laughs) I shall get that offer if it kills me. That was good. Getting quicker, I think. I think it's about practice, you know. Mm. Ping, ping, ping. On the... um on the subject of alternate careers for you... I might um, get offered the modern Major General as well, in a, in a yes. Abraham Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> not Gilbert and Sullivan, not Gilbert O'Sullivan. Or oh, you could do I'm Not Getting Married Today in Company. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, is that one of them? Yes, very much so. OK. Sorry, Al. Over to you, I, I was Al. in a student version of Company when I was at drama school. Um, it's good, isn't it? Which part were you? I don't think I was any part particularly. Oh, oh. that's quite unusual. Let <laughs> me play. One of those spear carrier roles in a musical. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, I was, we were going to discuss um, uh, alternate careers for you because you're lining up your voiceover work. Oh, yes. Um, it's nice to have something rolled over the pocket in snooker terms. Exa- exactly. <laughs> um, well, I think there's, um, I think there's been a, a news story this week that is the major example of that that I can think of. Andy Murray has revealed that he's interested in becoming a golf caddy oh, for yes. after his tennis career, which I don't know much about golf, but I do know that it's like the caddies, they basically follow around a mm. bigger star, don't they? So... Are they not famous in and of themselves, are they, the caddies? No, it's... Well, I can only think, I can only name... I remember um, Nick Faldo had Fanny. Do you remember her? Uh, No. She was a a Swedish woman. She was the only female caddy I think I ever saw on the men's circuit. And I'm no golf. I'm quite (laughs) resentful of golf because I always think golf pioneered the luggage on wheels concept. Which, as you know, I hate. You're not a fan of... Yeah. But, um, yeah, Fanny was always there. She was like a tall, blonde woman, as I suppose you'd expect from uh, Sweden. And uh, and she would be there. And they don't just pass on the clubs and pull the thing about. They're offering advice and talking about the weather conditions. And it's like having a little advisor with you on the yeah. thing. It's like Dear Deirdre following you around yeah, exactly. and carrying your bag. Fabulous. They say like a complicated version of 
like this hole's really far away, so I'd whack it if I was you. Yeah, but yeah, with that, with nuance. If you if you add <laughs> yeah. a little bit of nuance, but use that as your as yeah. your scaffolding. I mean, yeah, this is only three foot, so don't whack this one. Yeah, you know, it's all that sort of stuff. Isn't imagine it? I mean, saying it that. Quite to, easy. Imagine saying that to Folder. He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have took it well, would he? Don't whack the, the pot. The I pot, think it was Sue... Frank, I have to say, or actually maybe I should uh, address you well because I'm talking about Frank behind his back. Mm-hmm. I think this would suit Frank very well because it's sort of very much what he does. It, You know, the golf caddy. It's a bit like when he approaches Andrew Lloyd Webber, for example, with some right. some notes after yes. watching one of his musical performances. Yes, I think it's probably yeah. easier if you've been paid in that role <laughs> rather than volunteering. Yeah. And my my problem with seeing a comic and then saying after, I'll tell you what would improve that. Yeah. I mean, I've got to stop yeah. doing it. It's not what you do. When did you, who have you done that to? You did it to Ross yeah. Noble, well, I think, I rem- didn't you? I, I did it, um, you've done it to me. You've done it to Tim. Did you do it to yeah, you, Al? Oh, yeah, he's I'm done so it to sorry. various people. He can't Tim, help it. Tim Key, I I it. Tim Key mentioned it on the show, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they usually say, oh, I tried, it went really well. So that's all I'm saying. You know, yeah. How did yours, how did your improvement, I'm using improvement in inverted commas, how did that go, Al? Uh, I, I think you suggested something that I had done prior to uh, it. Oh, well, they all fallen away in the, uh, <laughs> fallen away for time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I, they all say that, but yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay. But I think we've rumbled something here with Andy Murray going to um, golf to be a caddy. You say that tennis players um, have the big bags. No, that you said that golfers have the, the wheelie luggage, but tennis players have such big bags that surely there's a gap in the market for being a tennis caddy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, where he carries on the bag and then he says, oh, I'd hit it really hard down the I line think, if you get the chance. Yeah. I think that would be too intimidating, having Andy Murray as your <laughs> tennis caddy, wouldn't it? Oh, can you I imagine? I mean, I don't, I don't, I think the problem It's like is, having Frank Skinner as your support. I think, well, i tell you what it's like. <laughs> you remember that, uh, Cassie, you're too good for the chorus. <laughs> Zach, I, I need the money. It's that. It's like, do you remember? He's quoting from a chorus line, by the way, in case you're not a musical theatre. Take that, we're on Top of the Pops. Do you remember that? When Robbie Williams rejoined them and Gary Barlow was doing the lead vocal on this particular song and Robbie Williams was doing backing vocals. And once you've gone to that far, (laughs) you cannot go back. I mean, Zach was right about Cassie. She was too... Famous for the chorus line. Okay. And you can't, you can't just have Andy Murray bobbing about in the distance, even though he's not a golfer. Or isn't he going to spoil everything? People are just going to think, "Oh wow, there's Andy Murray," <laughs> and, so. and there's some bloke in check trousers standing in the way. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about the former world number one. Uh, Sir Andrew Baron Murray. Was he ever number mm-hmm. one? Mm, I believe he was. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Baron Murray. Is he Baron Murray? Well, he's Sir Andrew Baron Murray. That's just greedy. Two titles in the one name. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. I don't like you when you get all the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get a few of those ones. Yeah. The Viking. Yeah, my real name. My real name is Duke Alan Cochrane, so I don't know how I'm going to cope <laughs> really? if I get knighted. <laughs> I like it when there's a the. In them, you know, they say like the I Viscount Linley. I mean, that's great. Well, the on. in your name. I like a the on in uh, parenthesis. The on. Oh, I don't know that one. The honourable. Wow. Oh yes, the I obviously yes. The on is is great. Sorry, I was thinking of the on and the Belmonts. The I on believe 50s um, vocal group. Yes, Toby Young is a the on. I believe. You're, you're you're having me on. No. Well, who knew? Um. I'd like to discuss golf fashion. I I mean, that is what draws me to the sport. That mm. and it's suitable for pensioners. I like the idea, though, of dressing... I don't like the modern golfing attire. I very much like the sort of Duke of Windsor look. Mm. What, yeah. plus four? Yeah, I love oh. a plus four. And I like an argyle pattern. And a, a plus, plus fours are brilliant <laughs> if your necklace breaks. That that's their best. That's the best advantage of them, and you can just clear it out there later. Uh, I, I like a saddle shoe as well, Frank. 
Well, I don't know what that is. It, who wears them? Lucy from Peanuts? Oh, uh, yeah. Are you familiar with them? What a great fashion reference that was. <laughs> yeah. White yes. with... I don't know if children are allowed to take peanuts into school anymore. No, so this is true. Yeah. Very good. Some <laughs> may associate them more with uh, Frenchie from Greece. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Are you familiar? The, the white shoes with the blue saddle motif, the 1950s oh, okay. sort of shoes. Are you familiar with them, Al? I think so, yeah. Thank you very much. I, um... I don't know if you know, me and David Badil went uh, playing golf in Portugal. And, I didn't know you golfed. Well, I don't golf. <laughs> but um, <laughs> th- that was... Uh, someone offered to pay for us. It wasn't filmed or anything, but they offered to pay for us to go, so we went. I remember when we got back, we'd lost 22 golf balls. We only did nine <laughs> holes. They'd given oh, us dear. a big bag of golf balls. Um and there was a bit where Dave got so bored that he's in this bunker and he couldn't get out. Um, God, there's been a Hitler reference every week on this oh, show. Yeah. Oh, and he hit the ball and it ran up the side. And as he ran back down, he hit it on the move. And I said, no, no, you can't. You yeah. can't volley in golf. That's not Even allowed. non-golfers have a rule about... Hitting the ball in motion. <laughs> I had lessons and all that, and funnily oh, enough, were you really good? Yeah, well, no, I didn't get good, but I, the, there are, I, I know, I can, I know the lure of it because you can play football for twenty years. I've proved this, and mm. never really hit the ball properly or do anything good. Mm. But occasionally with golf, you hit one beautifully and that it, then it, that is where the, the, the class A drug oh, yeah. thing comes <laughs> in but funnily enough what got me into golf was the lure of the caddy oh here we oh, go yeah and it was it was the caddying thing I'll, I, I, we have to uh, break but I'll explain this but it was actually a caddy that got me into golf not, not a real one oh but um, yeah well I'll explain Before we continue in the proceedings, may I just share with you this from 867? Please. A little bit of love for Shane. I like I like to throw in a bit of regular love for Shane. Do you mean Shane the Kim Wilde single? No, or I mean um... Shane the Frank Skinner series. OK. Hi, gang. Just found all episodes of the first series of Shane on YouTube. Absolutely loving it. A forgotten gem. I believe, is the turn. How can we campaign for a DVD release of both series? Is it from Kevin Ligo? No, it's from Nick and Brighton. <laughs> He's one of the bosses, aren't he? <laughs> um, <laughs> gone, gone, and never called me mother. <laughs> um, I, yes, so um, the caddying thing. Yes, back to Andy. Um, I saw a Will Smith film called Bagger Vance. Do you know it? It's very much no. the kind of film I would never, ever watch. Oh, well, there you go. And it was... Um, I don't know how I came to watch it, but um, it was about a caddy who was a sort of mystical figure played by um, Herr Smith. Herr Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he... He's, he's, he's very helpful, but he, he's, he's clearly got some help. There's something supernatural oh. about Bagger Vance. And I loved it. Uh. I loved it. I loved it so much. I, I bought the book. And I don't know if it was a novel and then became a film or if I bought what, that loveliest of words, the novelization of oh, it. yes. But I read that, and that's why I started having golf lessons. I just this thing Because oh. he talks about the golf course in a sort of a... You know, it's a it's 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 a living animal, and you have to hear it breathe and feel it. You have to love it. And I thought, wow, it really was special. It's a sort of field of dreams for golf. Can I ask you, bag of Vance? Yeah. I was always confused. Is it bag o Vance? No, like it's fill not, it o fish. It's not, it's not. It's not. No, like match o the day. Yeah, like bag o Tommy Vance. Guns, mm, <laughs> roses. Um, no, it's ba- a bagger. Apparently, is a colloquial term for a caddy in oh, America. Oh, did you know that, Al? Oh, I did not know that. Okay, and also someone of course who gets the first go at something as in oh, high baggies 
Did you do that at, in maybe Suburban? Yeah, Bagsies. Bagsies, yeah. Bagsies. We did Bagsies. Yeah. yeah, it's a brilliant. And when we, me and, me and, Bo, uh, me and uh, Dave Badil had, um, had our lessons in Portugal before we went out on this big man made course, um, the guy who taught us, he was, he'd had a, he had a bit of the BV about him, the bag of pants. <laughs> was David any good at golf? No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I'll tell, <laughs> tell you what I heard this week, which is special. I, you know those um, Top of the Pops albums that used to be out that were hit singles done by session <laughs> musicians and singers, so they weren't actually the hit single. They were a oh, version. Yeah. It's a cheap way, you know, avoids the rights things. Mm. Um, <laughs> I heard one of Three Lions. Did you? And the great thing about it was they did a slightly not very good voice for Dave, like oh, deliberately. Frank. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this, this guy who taught us, this Portuguese guy, would say, uh, you, you can do this shot here, but... And then he'd point into the mid-distance out there out there you have to do what you need to do and referring to the course and oh, he really oh. made it a, a special mystery was he a bit of a special one so i can were? i can see why um i can see why people uh, get into golf well yeah. we've had this here now from anthony who's in barry with an h or songs h songs h okay so it's not an anthony i met h this week H from Steps? Yeah, well, Steps were on the Graham Norton show. Were they? They looked amazing in black leather and spangly things, yeah. Oh. You couldn't tell where one step started and the next one stopped. Did you, was it Needed some of that yellow tape on the edges of them. Shall I reveal what Anthony from Barry? Should we trail Anthony from Barry? You can yeah. trail him, but the, pro- him. the producer's pushing me, so... I'm going to tease Anthony from Barry. Thank okay, you. OK, we'll be, we'll be back with that soon. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. You, well, I think you, were, you had us on a cliffhanger, didn't I you? Did. I do. I think Emily Anthony. had teased a man in rugby. She had, she had she teased a man in rugby, and I not teased, for the first time. I think you'll find <laughs> I teased a man in Barry. Okay. Oh. That sounds like the beginning of a poem. Yes. I teased a man in Barry. Barry, that's right, yes. I've been to Barry. I remember they had a on the on the front at Barry, they had a, a laughing mannequin oh. in a glass case. You put money in to make him laugh. It's the most terrifying la- and I love laughter in all its manifestations. I'm not fossy. Mm. But it was a real spine spine chilling <laughs> laugh from this mannequin. I wonder if he's yeah, still I'm there. Less, I'm less into the evil laughter. Yeah. The ones that begin mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving off the front of Barry, uh, and back to Anthony, hmm. Anthony has this nugget. At one point, Tiger Woods's caddy, Steve Williams, was the highest earning sports person in all of New Zealand. What? Oh. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, so they get the big box, the caddies. Yeah. I think they get um, a commission on the wins, and I think the bigger the tournament, the bigger the commission. So, like, if they win... Like, <laughs> this is all that is. Al knows about the caddy business. It's all that it's I what know, what cut yeah. they get. <laughs> and, that they, that they, and they mainly work weekends, so that frees up their week to have a day job I, as oh, well. So. I believe... Um, I think not all of this email has come out, but from what I can gather, what he seems to be saying, Anthony, is that uh, it was to do with the percentage of winnings. That's how he was yeah. paid. And as Tiger wasn't doing too badly for a while there. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony, yeah, uh, he got paid in full. I, re- I, re- I hope he's sincere about this, Andy. I really like the idea of him doing something, because he's made presumably enough money to do nothing. But I worry about it. Being an ex-sports person, you know, you end up just getting invited to, like, wine tasting in Dubai and stuff yeah. like that, the tall ships race. Yes. And yeah. I think it can be a hollow and empty existence, whereas if you take on another job... Like, in the old yeah. days, they used to own a pub and stuff. Oh, they'd always own Well, he already pub. owns a hotel, doesn't he? Does he? Which I stayed at, may I say. Oh. I went up there for a walk Was with... Was he there? Mar Judy. 
He wasn't there. I went to meet Mar Judy. Mar Judy's there. Well, I should think the service there is excellent. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's very good. I knew you'd have to lob that one in. <laughs> very good. It... I did wonder if Andy Murray could help out in the kitchen. If he was to get a tennis racket restrung with, like, cheese wire, he could chip well, the potatoes, couldn't he? Like, if he just performed a serve fast enough. Can I but, tell you what's nice? Sorry, Frank. So, but wouldn't that be a... Re- you'd love it, wouldn't you? If you went there and he was <laughs> he was just it. in the happen? corner at breakfast <laughs> walloping baby bells to each table oh, off his racket. Do you know what no, I... but that's a story you'd tell forever, isn't yes. it? Yes. You'd do, want that. Do you know what I did love about the Cromlicks? A, it's dog friendly. Well, it's called the Cromlicks. Cromlicks, yes. Okay. A Judy did not want to buy it at first. She told me that because there were bats in there. She thought it was a, a bats. Yeah. Oh, that's the right, another sport. <laughs> yeah, it's rackets. She prefers the term rackets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but what I loved about the Cromlicks, a it's dog friendly. They treated Raymond like a queen. Really mm, lovely. Is the Cromlicks what <laughs> was that the pet name for what Tom? Uh, <laughs> Cromwell's um, wife used to call him. Oh, anyway, Orkney, the Cromlicks is getting up. I better go. <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> what I loved also about it, A, it's fabulously dog-friendly. Uh-huh. B, there's a glass cabinet or armoire in the lobby. Not with a horribly cackling mannequin in it. <laughs> no, with a copy of Judy's book. Oh, I thought you were going to say some piece of tennis memorabilia. No. And that's yeah, what me I too. like. It's just there. If you pass, you can buy... There's the odd bit of memorabilia. And it's called... Do you know what it's called? I thought it was quite a good pun, Frank. Go on. Knowing the score. Oh, oh. I see, yes. Yeah. I thought it'd be something about like being the mother. Murray Mint. The mother loud or something oh, like that. Oh, lovely. Well, no, that's not quite right. So but... you're going to give us some advice maybe, Frank, now it's published? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sid Little changed his. He had a better idea and changed it. He had a name and then he had um, a, um, Little by Little, which he thought was better, so they, they, they renamed it. That so. was nice of you to that's phone him with that. If anyone wants to text in with a, a better <laughs> title for Judy Morris... Autobiography, 8, 12, 15. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 984, <laughs> Judy Murray's autobiography, mm-hmm. title, suggestions, some, I would say, at least sort of six years after its publication yeah. date, but nevertheless, <laughs> Net Income by Judy Murray. It's good, but I, I, it's good. It's good, but it's not right. <laughs> One nine seven. I wanted to talk you... about um, being the mother of. Uh... Well, well. One nine seven has two suggestions: Judy Murray without spin, or from weaning to winning. Oh yes, oh, that's something good. like all my eggs in one net. Something about mothering. Okay. All we'll my eggs going. in one net. I don't know about all my eggs that's in Roberts. one net. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. <laughs> it might be the worst suggestion <laughs> you've ever made not, in your I'm, whole I'm life. I'm doing that to make the people who've sent them in feel better. All my eggs in yeah. one net is not your best. No, it's not the one I'm at. What if she'd brought that out to say? <laughs> I mean, people would have just spat at it in the bookshops. Spat <laughs> 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 So, um, Victoria Pendleton... Oh, yeah. You've always been a fan of her I've work. always been a fan of Victoria. Cyclist. Well, no, but she did it, didn't she? She did the career change. She was, a, I mean, a, a fantastic cyclist, incredibly successful, and then became a, a horse racing uh, yes, person. She so did. She's a, so, oh. yeah. And there was some cyclists, who I can't remember, who went on to motorbikes. And I like the idea that you can go backwards or forwards. Like, it's like cyclists have a sort of the Ascent of Man poster yes. at a wall <laughs> with a little yeah. counter on. They can move. Yes, yeah, so I'm, like, I'm going to go backwards to horses. Oh, I'm going forward. In fact, I'm going right up to Microlite. Oh, well, I'm going to do um, walking then. <laughs> and all argue about where they are in the range of man's advances. Um, but, yeah, she's... Uh, She's quite doing all right, I think, as a horse rider. They need something, the sports people. It's not enough yeah. at all, ships race no. after party. No, and let's face it, and the pundits field is crowded. <clears throat> it is, yeah. But you'd think... Well, I think the biggest surprise, surely, of um, post, post-sporting and punditry career change is surely the novelist Dick Francis. 
who went from horse riding to international best-selling novelist. Isn't that like... Nobody was, spotted that coming, did was they? Was he? Um, I didn't know he was actually a jockey. Was he a jockey? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's where you're all research. All that was research, Dick. Yes. Good work. Amazing. Yeah. And what David Icke. Yes, he nobody, went from... Nobody watching Grandstand was thinking one day he'll be selling out arenas. Doing... No, wearing <laughs> turquoise. True. Was it turquoise? The thing is, we we didn't... And I still can't quite name the job that David Icke does. It would have been hard to predict. Yeah. He was a goalkeeper, I think, originally, and then he went to Sports Pondy. He's moved around a lot, and now he's yeah. an inspiration. You know what I like about him? He doesn't just sit at home watching the telly. He's always doing it. He's always working. You know what I like about Very him? Shifting. Can I say, boys, what I like about him, about Ike? Yeah. He's always managed to find a career which allows him to wear a tracksuit. Respect. Oh. Respect. Do you think he'll be in part of the hip hop scene after this? MCR. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I really like about David Icke, honestly. His 1972 haircut? No. Oh. Noth- nothing. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram and Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. <laughs> um, there you go. So, you're doing that really well. I'm, uh, I, th- I thought it was a bit of fluffing on that. I might have to do that again. Can we, can we do that again, Jeff? Sure. I might have to do one of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but in case you've just tuned in, I'm, I'm, or, or, I'm auditioning for doing uh, terms and conditions voiceovers on radio adverts. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think they would have gleaned that. Well, let's hope so. I never like to. Uh, never assume. I never assume gleaning. No, oh, do you remember the Jamaican gleaner? Do you remember that? It's a newspaper. No, they used to have it in uh, Birmingham. Anyway, um, we were talking about Andy Murray, and we uh, were trying to come up with a title for his mum's autobiography, even though it's already out. We had some suggestions, Al, didn't we? I mean, if it was just about yeah. mothering rather than about, like, it could be called Motherwell. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm, but, yeah. because of the Scotland connection. Yeah, Scotland. but I, I really want it to be something to, about two tennising sons. That's the kind of thing I'm after. Well, eight one one has got one that um, includes both uh, parenting and tennis. Motherly love. Oh, that's good. I, I think Jamie would take that as a dig, wouldn't he? The love. I would just go for mother love. <laughs> mother love. That, yes, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you keep mother. I like I like it. It's good. And then we have zero zero four uh, serving my family. Very nice, very nice. I, I think Kim Jong Il uh, brought that, that same <laughs> thing at a, at a big uh, ba- banquet that he hosted. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things that. Um, that he said, Andy Murray, which I love because this is something that's said a lot by footballers. He's thinking of doing his badges. Yeah. yeah. And when footballers do their badges, it means they go to like a, an FA course thing mm. and you get, I don't know how many badges there are. I've often dreamt of doing my badges. Not to be, not to manage, but just to be that bloke Yes. At the game, who knows more about it than everybody else? Because yes. oh, generally yeah. speaking, football fans, and I include myself in this, we don't, we have no idea what's going on for most mm. of the time on the pitch. We don't understand the tactics and stuff. Um, you can tell we've been replaced by cardboard cutouts and sound effects. That's 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 the <laughs> integral part <laughs> we play in the sport. It's like Scooby, the bad guy in Scooby-Doo has uh, replaced football fans. It was all that projector. And, uh, but I, I would, I actually had an idea, I'll tell you this now because it was rejected everywhere. I had an idea called something like, how did that goal happen? Oh. And it was it was me talking to football expert. Like what happened? I was with Lee Dixon, the former Arsenal oh, and yes. England Big defender. Fan of his. And um, we were. I once went to a contemporary dance event with him and Tony Adams, mm. and Adrian Childs. Oh, Great yeah. anecdote. Yeah, <laughs> there's more, but I won't go into it. Anyway, was that the night Tony uh, Lee said put Tony put the ball away? That's right. 
That mm. was that very night. Anyway, I... Um, when he we, was discussing we, football... We were sitting outside a pub in somewhere like Zurich and Lee Dixon explained to me what was meant by showing them the outside. It was a George Graham thing and it means... Oh, yeah. Not letting a, a player cut inside, and he, he he got bottles and an ashtray, and he put it all out on the table and explained it. And the way he did it, I just got it, and I thought, yeah, I'd love, oh God, I'd love to understand more. So, I wrote all this up and said I want to do a program called, and of course it was rejected by everyone. But um, I think a program that actually told fans what football was about mm. would have been a good thing. I'm too old yeah. for it now. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Well, you say oh, that. I'm a bit bitter and offended that it wasn't taken first time. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Frank, they could put it on as a little um, DVD extra on the Shane I can't do another DVD extra. <laughs> Along you, with Shane. You don't want him specialising in DVD No, I mean, that's become <laughs> Frank, Frank DVD extra Skinner on being called. I, mean, I saw not, that on a poster. Yeah, it's not <laughs> what I dreamt. I saw it on a toilet wall. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We have some, well, maybe I'll go over to uh, our man in the north, okay. Alan Cochran. Um, I we've had... love these autobiography suggestions we've had in. Uh, yeah, there's been various, uh, wide-ranging in quality, I would suggest. 411 has suggested The Mumpire. Oh, oh. yeah. From good. Matt in Folkestone, and, and perhaps... Uh, the, the one that I think might be Emily Dean's favourite is uh, 984 has said raising a racket. Oh, that's good. I, I like I, that. You see, I've got to be honest, 984, you're, my, you're in current pole position for me. I, yeah. I just like it. It brings in everything in a discreet way. No, it's, it's good, that, mm-hmm. yeah. The idea of noisy, rambunctious boys. I've got it, I've got it, it's great. Okay, good. I think you're right. I just wanted to sell it a bit (laughs) to Alan. I think it could be a winner. You you know what's happening is power has gone to the negative person in the room. (laughs) It always always happened to me in couple counselling. Um, (laughs) You don't have to convince Alan if you believe it's yours. Alan can have his own choice. Alan is now going to announce his own winner, aren't you, Alan? I liked it. I liked it. I haven't looked through them all. I I I feel like I've given it it a harsh review now. It really appealed to me. No, it's good. Raising a rack. It's got the mothering and... It's got everything! I wanted highly strong to be in there somewhere. Well, that would be good. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't say the mother thing, does it? No. no. Okay. Anyway, okay. that's. I think that's the winner. Who was that? That was nine eight four. Well nine done, eight nine four. eight four. And you'll be getting. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, speaking of getting. When you stuff... love it on a quiz. Sorry, Frank. On a quiz show, if someone announced the prize and said, "And you'll be getting," oh, credits yes. roll. Yes. Oh, um, well, listen, we had a letter um, from. Um, the, uh, Ade- the Chancellor Ade- Hitler, Odysseus, Con- <laughs> Odysseus Constantine. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. He sends a very lovely art prints from his company Art and Hugh in Eastbourne. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Art and Hugh, I think, was the um, the double act that uh, Art Garfunkel did after. <laughs> With, uh, with Hugh Cornwell from The Stranglers. I thought it was with Hugh and Cry. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, I think they stuck together, Hugh and Cry. Um, but he sent us a, a collection of uh, prints of um, the the, uh, the chessmen, the Lewis chessmen, which are oh, very lovely. Nice. Yes, we'll put one in the post for you, Al. And, um, but for me, as a special treat, he's enclosed an art print, get this, of Tony Miles. Now, Tony Miles was the first chess player born in... Um, well, it's born in Britain, but I'm, I'm saying the first chess player born in Birmingham, more importantly, uh, to become a grandmaster. Oh, oh that's so good. what a what a love and what about this? He once beat Karpov by responding to the Russians' opening gambit 
with a shocking move he later called his Birmingham <laughs> defence. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that confused Karpov's um, caddies, as we might call them, his assistants. <laughs> oh, well, yes, and all that. that was, been ya? <clears throat> that was the dialogue played backwards, <laughs> as you haven't recognised. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I I I have to pick your brains to a certain extent. Um, both of you, I I obviously we've had um, a year of lockdown, and I haven't done very many online stand-up comedy gigs. And I wondered if you guys had been doing online gigs or work. Is that well? Right? I've done I've done things like interviews, and I did a I did a an audio drama from my bedroom. Did you? Yeah, because well, what I've learned in the last year... Did the drama take year, place in your bedroom? No. <laughs> oh. Um, I, it was difficult because the actors, we we couldn't overlap each other, mm. such as oh, the yeah. nature of recording. So you had to make sure they'd finished exactly. You couldn't make it, you know, come in. And they said, no, we'll do all that later. But it was... But we, we did it, yeah. I'll tell you what I did. What? I've done a few things, sort of... I presented some talk, I've done interviews... And I found it very difficult to, to come in at the right time. I'm afraid I messed up a few times. And when I came oh. in in the audience, you see the audience all come in on those Zoom things. And I just love the fact they don't know I'm just wearing a pyjama jacket. <laughs> I got all dark. <laughs> well, the dress code is definitely different, isn't it? Oh, I, I, did a, I did a gig in a hoodie. I don't think I've ever performed live on stage in a hoodie. Um, I'm very rarely, maybe a student gig that you don't care about particularly. When well, you're trying to, do, trying to blend, was you? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I did it on a skateboard. Um, <laughs> but most gigs, I mean, what I've really learned in the last 12 months is that I am a much more bookable comedian in the flesh than, than online. Because I think I've only done about five online gigs and a couple of radio things um, and this. But I did, a, I did an online gig last Friday night and I got an email back saying, oh, yeah, you're on last, Alan, uh, 15 minutes on last. In, in normal circumstances, if I was on last at a, a gig, especially when rusty... I would be really, really like nervous. Like, oh, what if all the acts do brilliantly and then I don't do brilliantly? Oh, wow. Come I've, on. Then I've got to drive home hating myself. But when it's online, I just couldn't get the same no. nervousness And you going. only have to walk upstairs hating yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not driving home from Coventry <laughs> hating myself for two hours or something. I just walk upstairs and have a yoghurt. I, found yeah. it. <laughs> I like the drive back from a gig because by the time I've got home, I've generally finished hating myself. I don't want to still be hating myself when the family are around. No. That's their job. Doesn't Sarah Miller can have a good rule about that, Frank, I believe? She says, oh, the next morning, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, you told me that, Al. has to be yeah. until 11.30, and then you have to stop pacing yourself. That, yeah. Oh, OK. That's, okay. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think her rule is that you can't think that you're brilliant or terrible past 11 o'clock the next day or something, so if a gig's oh, great, Frank. you've got to shut up about it. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. That's interesting. But I might shut up about rule. it, but inside. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get rid of the... the it's that ready break glow that you get after a great oh, gig. That, that is takes great. some shifting, doesn't it, that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, um, I, I'd be, I'd be a, a terrible hypocrite <laughs> if I pretended that that. And also, like I say, I remember having a terrible. It's a new material gig as well, so you're, in, you're entitled to have a bad one. But it all went mm-hmm. wrong. And uh, why does uh, so- there was a comic at the back of the room? All the things you don't want from a new material gig. And I, the next morning. Uh, I was at the supermarket and a woman said to me, are you, comedian? are you a comedian? And I said, no. <laughs> I didn't feel that I had the right to say that I was on that particular morning. And I, my, to be honest, it might not have been 11 o'clock, so I think Sarah Millican would have been OK with that. <laughs> Another thing about the Zoom gigs that I was just discussing, because this is what people are doing, the Zoom stand-up gigs, is that it really shows up a gap between comedians who can't use computers and comedians who can't, because I'm very much in the second category there. Well, you can't. 
Oh, no, I'm rubbish with I them. I think both categories were can't, just then. No, the things who the comedians who can use computers, oh, okay, they're, fine. they're they're very competent, and they have like different backgrounds on the Zoom thing, so oh, they, they you know they can make it look like a brick wall, and they'll have a microphone and stuff like that. Wow! And my background was a couch that's behind me because I'm sat on the floor in order to get good sound. Although I did use it to segue into some material about how much I enjoy lying down. <laughs> so I've still got those old skills. Aye, nothing, nothing wasted, Al. Jumping do into they, jokes. Do yeah. they have a North London Bohemia? Because that was my background, and that's what I would like to... Oh, they probably do. you have do. a sunset, Al? You see, they uh, should have something I nice think, like that. I think somebody competent can get almost anything as their background, but I'm not. I'm incompetent, and I like the old. <laughs> well, my eight-year-old, just... my eight-year-old can conjure up a background of all, or en- almost any description. Very oh, clever, I mean. isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I did world. prefer the old days when you judged comics on like the the skill of writing or performing, and now it seems like we're getting judged on our tech know-how and our Wi-Fi connection. Well, and that's sometimes. the modern world, Al. Come on, mate. <laughs> Come and come and join us next, <laughs> next week on Steptoe and Son. I was talk- <laughs> I was talking to a promoter who'd done a drive-in comedy gig, and I said he asked me if I was interested. And I said no, I don't. I, I, you wouldn't be able to hear them laughing, would you? He said no. Well, they blast their horn if they, it's yeah, funny. I don't want to have someone's well, horn blasting. I associate laughter with love and warmth whereas yeah. someone blasting the horn it's got it's all about hostility he said um one of the um one of the problems is if people leave early <laughs> <laughs> they you know they they drive they drive out obviously i mean imagine the gig's not going that well and you have to wait for noise reasons for someone to complete a three point turn who's leaving the gig i mean it's hell i don't the hell. only horn i want to listen to is alex that's a good oh well okay. beautifully i adore put. that man Yes. I would do a car gig if everybody had those horns that go. Even that, that would I, be fun. I would only do it if they had horns that went ha. <laughs> even that sounds sarcastic. With glitter coming out. <laughs> what you got to be careful is you don't want to be driving home and you haven't you haven't switched your normal horn back on, <laughs> and somebody runs out in front of you. And you go ha and then plow into them. It would it would be be like evil, some sort of super villain. Thing. Um, so be careful if you've got um, alternate horn <laughs> on your uh, on your car. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've been talking about suggestions for Judy Murray's autobiography, mm. but attention must be paid to some of our regular correspondents. Everyone needs to get their turn here. I love it when people uh, write to us about things from the previous show. It makes me I feel do. like it's all tied together into one beautiful, seamless thing. It's very previously on ER. Mm. Uh, this is actually mm. going back a bit, but Stephen Lewis in Manchester has got in touch because you may remember uh, a while back we were talking about... Stephen Lewis? Yeah. Oh, I hope you about that. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, go on, carry on. We were talking about suggestions for Bernard Matthews' autobiography. Bernard, Bernard Matthews was the famous turkey farmer. Yes. He was. And Stephen's come up with some. Talking turkey, obviously. Oh, very good. It's good. And I just want to be clear, um, I'm going to pronounce this absolutely right, to kill a flocking bird. Oh, yeah. Cool. Do they flock turkeys? I don't think it matters. No, The okay. pun is more no. important, Frank. No, I think you're probably right. We'll have like your, none of your pedantry in this one, yes. OK? Aren't mockingbirds <laughs> called mockingbirds because they have a sort of a laughter-type thing that sounds like they're laughing at people? Is that like a sarcastic works? tone of beak. What oh. a sort of mock-the-weak manner. Tone of beak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A tone uh, of Anton du Beek. We got there together. How lovely. <laughs> we did, Frank. <laughs> And we've also had some responses to last week's show. I'm going to go over to our correspondent in the north, Alan Cochran, (laughs) that... Alan? Well, we had some um, we had some fun TV and film credits where we were discussing... Oh, yes, we were on about weird... Like, uh, Man in Marquee, Wilfred Hyde-White was one of the examples. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Apparently in Ali McBeal, which I used to love, 
Dame Edna Everidge played a character called Claire O'Toms, which is an anagram of a sitcom role. Claire oh. Ottoms, yes. Ottoms. Yes. O T O M S. Yeah. Yes. How else? I know it was a. a well, it was just an accent o- thing. We just did different. A- no, you said it in the right way. I just said it with a a slant, a hey, London come slant. Come on, you two. Do I have to reach into the back of the car and start banging your heads together? <laughs> <laughs> Peter Capaldi played in a film. Oh God, I can't remember what the film was now. Is it? And he. Um, Played a doctor from the World World Health Organization. This oh, was, who? was and it said oh. who doctor was his credit, and this was before he was Doctor Who. Well, if that ain't a premonition, yes, that's good. In fact, someone sent us a message about that, and I will remember to to credit them at some point. Um, I'm afraid I don't have their details to hand, but whoever you are, thank you so much. Oh, did they? Did they mention? Someone the did write in about that. Oh, okay, yes. well, it's, it's much talked of in the Who world. Absol- <laughs> sure, it well, is. You yeah. know, obviously, it certainly I'm, is. Obviously, I'm very uh, deeply immersed in the Who world. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you both say Who world, I'm presuming that you mean the World Health Organization world. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a shop near me. <laughs> world Health Organization world. It's a sort it's lovely in there. <laughs> Not as good as World of Leather, of course. On the credits no. front we've also had James Bryant getting in touch uh, saying the new Tom and Jerry movie credits both Tom and Jerry as themselves. Wow. That's weird. Interesting. Does it have their surnames? <laughs> I'd love to know. That'd be a great quiz question. What are Tom and Jerry's surnames? <laughs> that's excellent. There are some quizzes, you know, at the top end of quizzing, that's the sort of thing that could come up. Oh, yeah, very much so. What else? What else? Uh, I love these. Surprising people playing on records. Al, did oh, you yes. have oh, favourites? Yes. Can I ask a question? Is there any evidence that Lou Reed played guitar on Leader of the Pack? No. Cat... No. Uh, <laughs> Otahanahan, Richard Fairbrass of Right Said Fred yes, plays bass in David Bowie's band in the video for Blue Jean. Jasmine for Blue Jean. Does he really? Mm. I Excellent. believe Bruno Tonioli <laughs> dances on the video of uh, I'm Still Standing. Or, I'm or still standing. Yeah, I'm Tonioli. Yeah. His real name is Tonioli. <laughs> <laughs> but he stopped with it. He didn't want to argue with Elton. <laughs> <laughs> or Elston, as is, is his real name. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, I apologise, but <clears throat> you know what I mean. There'll be footnotes on the website. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Be. Have we got a website? We've got a website. So. There's an absolute We should look website. into that. Website's a bit... Is that, is that a bit old news now, websites? I still like a, a website, but... Um, I know, but we're no judge of what's new news, are we? No, you're quite no. right. Anyway, look, um, it's been, been lovely. Um, so I apologise again for my voice today, but we got through it, thank you. With a lot of support, can I say, from Sarah and Faye, who've kept me plied with lemon and uh, honey and all that stuff. So thank, thanks to them. You know, you're only as good as your team. Mm. Okay. So, thank you so much for listening today. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.